Hey there, welcome to the Ketchup Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Tyner. Let's catch up. Hey everybody, so glad you're back here, ready to listen, I'm ready to catch up. I hope you're having a great February so far. Today is February 1st as I'm recording this. It's a new month, it's a fresh start, it's Black History Month. Um, I hope you're excited to celebrate and catch up. And I think a great way to celebrate Black History Month is to lean in to content made by black creators whether that's movies music all of that kind of stuff and I feel like we've already seen some of that content being released in um this month already and it's only the first day so yeah support people this month um I know I will be so yeah uh just a little about me school's schooling (laughs) I have a pretty good amount of homework to do after I get done recording I have my first paper due this week it is for my capstone survey of southern literature class um but I'm kind of excited to write it it's an interesting topic it's about um what is home and how is that told in a few different types of literature that we've been studying so pretty excited about writing about you know how the south can be home and how that's complex and difficult topics so yeah that's how school's been going outside of school though um got some pretty exciting news and if you've been listening to the podcast so far you will be excited for me (laughs) so essentially I'm going on a trip this year this spring um in May for well, it initially started because we wanted to go to a Taylor Swift concert. It's me, my mom, my cousin Natalie, and our friend Brooke. And we're all going to New York in the spring. And it's so fun. I love going on trips with them. So I'm super excited. And I love New York. So I'm super excited to go back. And it all started because we wanted to get Taylor Swift tickets like so many other people, obviously. Um, and we ended up deciding to get ones in... East Rutherford, New Jersey, which is really close to New York City, and so we're turning it into a little New York trip, um, and our concert is on May 27th, which my birthday is on May 29th, and my mom is on May 26th, so it's gonna be like a little birthday trip, it's gonna be so fun, we're going for a few extra days other than just going to the concert so we can spend some time in New York and do some of our favorite things there, which that is all news to you guys because... You didn't know that I'm going on this trip, but I've known for a while, and the news that I want to share is that while we're going to New York, we want to go see some shows on Broadway, of course, like, why wouldn't we? (laughs) Um, But, you know, we've been trying to decide, like, which ones are we going to see? Are we going to leave it to, like, a game time decision? Are we going to buy tickets early? And I've been trying to convince them to go see A Doll's House with Jessica Chastain she's starring in it and it's her first time back to Broadway in 10 years and she's starring in A Doll's House which is very closely connected to the role that she played in Scenes from Marriage which you guys know is like one of my favorite 
limited series ever. So, I've been begging them, like, guys, we have to go see A Doll's House. Like, it is my dream. Like, Jessica Chastain's only going to be um, doing this show for 16 weeks um, because she's a busy gal. You know, she's got to go back to filming. But, you know, she's making a pit stop on Broadway for a few months. And she's going to be on Broadway, like, while we're there. We would be insane not to go. Like, and even if you don't, like, love Jessica Chastain, like, you can still understand the value of going to a Broadway show and, like, seeing a famous actor or actress because it's just so cool. Like, obviously, going to Broadway shows and seeing people who aren't famous is still amazing because they're some of the most talented people ever. But seeing someone you know, someone you watch on TV and in the movies, like, that is so crazy and such a cool opportunity. And so I've been trying to convince them. And I finally, finally got it. They finally got on board. And I'm so excited to say I will be seeing A Doll's House on May 28th. I'm literally freaking out. Like, I could, I honestly shed a few tears about it. And I could cry right now. But I'm not going to. <laughs> Don't worry. But yeah, that's some news um about me. But other than that, let's just get right into the catch-up. So first up, let's get into our celebrity news. First, I need to clear the air about Paris Hilton. Several people let me know that she was married and she had a very iconic, extravagant, but still traditional wedding and it was lovely and so yeah if you're wondering and you didn't know like me she is married (laughs) but yeah just wanted to clear the air first before I get into the news news that's some catch-up corner celebrity news that we needed to talk about (laughs) but other than that I wanted to talk about the video that Julia Fox posted of her apartment I think it's a really interesting video and I also think it was really crazy like the way that people responded to it so essentially julia fox is kind of a socialite uh if you don't know her and she posted like an apartment tour um and her and her son live in this apartment together and she showed around her apartment and she was like my bed is you know in the living room because like i want my son to be able to have like a bedroom and a playroom which is like that's a choice, um, and people were kind of roasting her because her apartment was, like, just such a mess, and she was saying that, like, she knows there are mice in her apartment, and she's not caring to do anything about it, which, like, you know, these choices are hers to make, and her things to be okay with, but man, I, I would not be rocking with mice in my apartment, just to be honest, like, that would scare me, like, what if they, like, crawl over my body in my sleep? And she also said that her son sleeps in the bed with her. So he has two rooms. A bedroom, a playroom. Your bed is in the living room. And he sleeps in the living room with you? Like, girl, you could just have a bedroom. Like, it would be fine. But his his room was kind of iconic. And the whole rest of the apartment was just, like, clutter everywhere. And so that's why people were hating on her. But she posted this to show, like, the modest way that she chooses to live because she wants her son to be able to grow up as normally as possible which I think is great in theory because a lot 
especially surrounding the conversation, like, with nepotism babies recently, you know, like, I think it's good for her to, like, want her son to kind of have a normal life as much as possible, um, and, you know, grow up. She wanted him, she wants him to grow up where he was brought home from the hospital, which is, like, you know, before she was ever famous, so, I think it's, I think it's cool, but I definitely do think that her apartment was in a little bit of a state that stressed me out, however, I think the thought is there, you know, I respect that, I respect it, but some people are just going so, so crazy on her, which, you know, to each their own, but, man, the next piece of celebrity news I'm talking about is that Tom Brady is retiring again, now, normally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really cover any football news, because, I don't really care that much, (laughs) but Tom Brady, like, retired a year ago, and then he was like, just kidding, like, I love football, me and and Giselle are over, and then he was like, just kidding, I love football, me and Giselle are over, like, I'm going back to football, and now he said, I'm done, again, I'm retiring, thanks to everyone who's loved me through this, peace and blessings. Which is just kind of awkward, like, you know, he didn't have the best season this season, so it's just like, mm. you either needed to give it, like, a few more years, another year or two, um, just to make it worth coming back, because now it's just awkward, you know? Like, are you gonna be like, just kidding, I'm retired again? Like, what? Anyway, he's retired again, and, you know, Giselle left a really nice comment about his career and his future. And I love that for her. Mad respect from Giselle. And for Giselle. And one last piece of celebrity news, which I never, ever thought I would be saying, is that Taylor Lautner has commented on the 2009 BMA's scandal. Which, if you don't know what that is, I'm shocked. However, in 2009, Taylor Swift won a VMA. She goes up, you know on the stage to accept her award and Kanye West interrupts her and he's like, you know, class the classic line, I'ma let you finish, but and then he goes on a rant about Beyonce and how she should have won. Which, you know, they're both icons, like j- just let Taylor have her moment, you know? Anyway, so it's been a whole ordeal forever because, you know, there's all kinds of commentary about them and all kinds of beef that they've had. But I'm not here to talk about that beef. I'm here to talk about Taylor Lautner, who said that, and he was actually talking to his current wife about this, whose name is also Taylor. So they're the Taylor Lautners, you know? Taylor Lautners. Yeah. Anyways, they're both named Taylor Lautner now that they're married. But anyway, at the time of these VMAs, Taylor Lautner was dating Taylor Swift, Wow, but he kind of has a thing for Taylor, <laughs> That's interesting. I'm sure he gets that all the time. That is actually so funny. I don't know why I did not process that until this very moment. But anyways, they were dating for a few months. And at the time of this award show, they were dating. And he presented the award to her. And so, you know, he gives her the award, he takes a few steps back, and then this whole stuff with Kanye happens, and he's giggling. And then, you know, Taylor turns around, and he sees her face, and she he's like, oh no, like, this is not funny. <laughs> and, you know, everyone was kind of like, that's a little bit weird. 
but then Taylor Lautner came out and said, like, literally recently, like, this is why I'm saying it's news, <laughs> but Taylor Lautner came out and said that the whole time he thought it was, like, a bit, like, a planned little, like, skit or joke or something and so he was just like trying to laugh along because he was saying like he couldn't really hear it and so he's like I was just trying to you know like laugh along and then Taylor turns around and I see her face and I'm like oh no this was not a skit or a joke or anything like she's hurt and I just think that's crazy and the, he was talking about the this context and like in the con the context that he was talking about this in is that his wife asked him, like, if he could go back to any moment in time and, like, do it differently, change it, whatever, what moment would it be? And he said that moment, which is crazy, you know? Imagine a moment where, like, imagine that moment if Taylor Lautner had went up and been like, get off the stage. I don't know what he would have done, but apparently he wishes he would have done something differently. Which is crazy. So, yeah. Never thought I'd be talking about Taylor Lautner, but there you go. Taylor Lautner talking to his wife, Taylor Lautner, about Taylor Swift. <laughs> the end. Enough. How many times have I said Taylor in the last, like, five minutes? You know? <laughs> but anyways, enough about the Taylors. Let's get into some movie news. So, I think easily the biggest piece of movie news going on right now is that Blake Lively has been cast in the film adaptation of It Ends With Us. So, It Ends With Us is originally a novel written by Colleen Hoover, which, kind of a controversial author. I'm not the hugest Colleen Hoover fan, just because her books are just not doing it for me. You know, like, I don't need to go into detail, because I'm sure there's... Maybe some Colleen Hoover lovers listen to this. And if you love her, I'm happy for you. You know, keep keep reading her books and watch this movie. But she just, her books just aren't for me. And that's okay. But anyways, her book, It Ends With Us, is being turned into a movie. And Blake Lively has been cast as a main character. And this has sent the world into an uproar, you know? Because they're like, she's not right for the part. Like, she would be way better in, like, other books of Colleen Hoover's. Like, I've heard people say, like, she would be better for the lead role in Verity. Um, which I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't read Verity. Um, but they don't want her in this movie. And then I saw some other people also saying that, like, part of this book, which I did read It Ends With Us. I've actually read a few Colleen Hoover books. But if I'm being so terribly honest with you guys right now, they all run together in my brain. Like, I cannot tell the plot of one I read from another one. Like, they literally all run together. I read November 9, It Ends With Us, and something else. I read another one as well. But then I was just like, okay. November 9 was my favorite out of all of them. But even still, it was like, eh, you know? Anyways. So I kind of know the plot of this one, and I do know that there's, like, a point where the characters, because, like, one of them, okay, I'm explaining this so bad, but I do know that there's essentially, 
I don't know if you would call it a love triangle, but there's two guys and there's one girl. And Blake Lively's playing the girl. And one of the guys she knew from, like, when she was younger, like, in high school. And then one of them she meets, like, in the present day. And so people are like, is Blake Lively, like, gonna play someone in high school? Like, is she gonna play a 16-year-old? Because that's a little bit weird. So, you know, stay tuned if young Blake Lively gets cast. Because I honestly would love to see who would play young Blake Lively. But anyways, if you're upset about her playing this role, I'm so sorry. However, Blake Lively is a cool girl. I like her. So, you know, congrats congrats to Blake for landing this role. I feel like it's a pretty huge role. And that's why there's so much backlash because there's so many Colleen Hoover fans and also so many Colleen Hoover haters that, you know, everyone just feels passionate about it. Um... And then one last piece of movie news is 80 for Brady opens this Friday. So if y'all want to go see 80 for Brady, hit me up. I want to go see it so bad, which is so funny because like, I feel like this movie is, it's, you know, it's not winning an Oscar by any means, but it's just good quality entertainment. You know, it's starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. And I just think, it's gonna be such a good movie. It reminds me of, like, this movie some of them had together called Book Club and also Palm. I don't know if y'all have ever seen Palm, but it is a movie, and I I don't even know if any of the people in this movie are in it, but it just gives the same vibe. But I think it has Diane Keaton, but basically it's, like, these people that live, like, in this retirement neighborhood type of thing, and they, like, start a cheer team. So iconic. But it has the same energy, like, 80 for Brady is giving palm, it's giving book club, like, I know it's gonna be funny, I'm gonna be cracking up, I'm gonna eat some popcorn, and I'm gonna enjoy it. So, you know, stay tuned to hear me talk about 80 for Brady at some point in the near future. <laughs> and then, lastly, about movies, it's time to talk about the movie of the week. And this week's movie of the week is... Drumroll... The Whale. Who's surprised? Not me. Um, <laughs> I said in last week's episode that I was going to try and see The Whale before this episode came out, and I stood by my word. I went and saw The Whale, and it was phenomenal. Um, before I want to talk, before I talk about my thoughts on The Whale, I want to talk a little bit about the controversy surrounding The Whale. So, if you don't know the plot of the whale is a severely obese man decides to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter and that's essentially all you get in the plot um but you don't know and it's revealed pretty quickly that he is in severe condition like he is at risk for dying and um so there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this because Brandon Fraser was cast to play this character, um, and a lot of people have criticized it, saying that a, a an actual obese person should have played this role. Um, and I don't entirely know where I stand on this, because I just feel like it's a little bit of a sticky situation, because yes, I do think that, um obese people should be cast more like I think we should destigmatize it a little bit especially in Hollywood because like 
there's hardly any actresses that weigh more than 200 pounds, I'm sure. Or even if, weigh if that, you know? But, um, so I, I do think that there needs to be some change made in general, but I'm not sure if every film that stars an obese person should be about their weight. Like, can't they just play a regular character? Like, does it have to be about this? So that's one point, I think. And then another thing is, you know, there are some people who are obese and their weight is not extremely detrimental to their health. Like, their size is not killing them slowly or rapidly. They're fine weighing the amount that they weigh. And, you know, they might even be, like, exercising and, you know, just, they might be healthy people, it's just they're obese, you know? And so I think that maybe casting a person who is obese and also healthy and, you know, doesn't need to change anything about their weight in order to survive, I think maybe casting a person like that could be detrimental because you're putting them in this role where they're supposed to be dying and then people who already, like, people already judge obese people. And so you would have those people looking at that person and saying they need to, they need to lose some weight or they're going to die. And while that is the case for some people, like the character in this movie, it's not the case for everyone. And it's not, probably wouldn't be the case for the actor that had been cast because I think it would be extremely difficult to cast someone in an acting role, which would be very vigorous and also dangerous for them based on, like, the content of the movie. It would be extremely difficult to cast an obese person who is dying in that role. Like, I just think it would be impossible and it wouldn't be good for them. But also, you wouldn't want someone to look at an obese person who is not in danger of dying because of their weight and have them be criticized and, you know, told that they need to lose weight or they're gonna die or whatever because they played this role. You know, so I feel like it's a sticky situation and I don't entirely know what side I stand on because I understand, like, representation matters, like, 100%. That is something I believe in in all areas of media and pop culture. Every type of person deserves to be represented, but I'm not sure where I stand on this entirely because I think it could be potentially dangerous for some obese people to be cast. I think it could be detrimental for other people to be cast. So I don't know, you know, but regardless, Brendan Fraser was amazing in this role and so was Sadie Singh. She plays the estranged teenage daughter. It was awesome and he has a friend who like comes and takes care of them, takes care of him and she was phenomenal as well. I just, I really loved this movie and I think I kind of just like have a thing for movies or TV shows that have a small cast because those three people were essentially the only people in the movie. There was a couple of other people, but they were definitely like the main characters and it was mostly them three in the movie. And a lot of it was Brendan Fraser alone. And it also only took place in his home. Like 
there was no other sets really and mostly in his living room and so I think I just kind of have a thing for something so intimate as that because you can really focus on the dialogue and the character dynamics and what they're not saying in the dialogue how are they looking at each other what's their body language you know what can you read on their face like that is what I love about movies and tv shows and I love to do that and so I think that plays a huge huge role into why I love this movie I also think it had a lot of great messages about showing people that we care about them and how we should do that um and also uh he was an English professor and so that was really cool for me to see as an English major um and I really respected a lot of things that he said to his students even if they didn't take him seriously majority of the time I think there was just a lot of good lessons rooted in this film and it was beautifully done everyone was amazing in the entire cast and I just loved every part of it it was really really difficult to watch that is a disclaimer I will say if you plan on seeing this movie it's a painful watch it's a difficult it's emotional when this movie ended I literally just sat there in my seat watching the credits roll and I like wasn't the only one like other people in the theater were also sitting there just like letting the credits roll processing crying like it's a lot but it is so worth it if you think that is something that you can handle and would enjoy seeing it's a really beautiful film and I hope 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 that Brendan Fraser wins the Academy Award for his role in The Whale okay so let's talk about TV a little bit There is no roundup this week. I haven't finished any TV series. I honestly haven't been watching that much TV this week. It's been a little bit more of a movie week for me personally. I've watched a few movies this week. And, you know, that says a lot about the whale being movie of the week because it wasn't the only movie I watched this week. And so, yeah. I've been watching movies, so I haven't watched as much TV and I haven't finished anything. A bit of a recap. I'm just continuing on with Catastrophe, still loving it, still can't wait to see where it goes, and yeah, hopefully more to come on that. And then also, I did watch the first episode of Succession this week, which I know I'm like literally years behind, but I've been seeing Jeremy Strong a lot lately in the awards circuit, um, in just like the most like recent two years, like I've been made more aware of him and I'm a little bit curious about the show I've heard lots of people in real life talking about it lots of people online and even celebrities talking about how Succession is so good it's just kind of an iconic show so I wanted to give it a try I really enjoyed the first episode obviously I wasn't immediately obsessed or I would have watched like a ton more episodes but I definitely can see myself like getting invested in the characters a little bit so who knows maybe I'll become obsessed with Succession but if you have watched Succession and you love it or maybe you've watched Succession and you hate it reach out to me let me know you know comment on my Instagram DM my podcast Instagram or you know reach out to me personally and let me know your thoughts on Succession. Should I keep going? Should I just not even bother like it's overrated? Like let me know your opinions because I want to know because I'm looking for another serious show to watch I think. I'm ready for some drama. 
And then I do actually have one piece of TV news and this could definitely be TV or movie news, but I just decided to throw it in now. And that is about Netflix. Netflix is banning password sharing. I don't know if you've heard of this, but personally I'm stressed because if you're like me, a college student, you probably use your parents' Netflix and Hulu and Prime and everything else, every other platform. You probably just mooch off your parents like me. But Netflix is banning that. Apparently, you're going to have to sign on to your home Wi-Fi network every 31 days to, like, prove that, like, the device that you're watching Netflix on is being used in the same household, like, on all devices. And I just think that is so rude because so many people share, like, amongst friends, amongst family. Like, I know, like, whole families who have the same Netflix. Like, aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, like, everybody. Grandma and grandpa, they all have the same Netflix. So, I just think that's incredibly rude. And I just need y'all to know that and look out for that. And that's, that's basically all I got. So... Actually, music news is kind of popping off this week, so let's just dive right in. First up, the Jonas Brothers have announced that they are going to release a new album, and it's called The Album. The Album. Interesting title, um, but they were receiving their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and they announced that they're gonna be making a new album. First one since, I think... 2019 so look forward to that i'm sure they'll be teasing it maybe releasing some singles who knows but yeah more more joe bros to come beyonce announced that she's going on tour for her album renaissance and the tickets go on sale on february 6th they're having a pre-sale situation with Ticketmaster, of course the monopoly of our society <laughs> um and honestly, I'm really interested to see how this goes. Like, obviously, we all know Taylor Swift broke Ticketmaster in an insane way. Like, millions of people are hurt and devastated. And, you know, it's a big ordeal. It's, like, it, it's actually been become, like, really big in this issue. And so, I wonder if there will be a similar experience with Beyonce if they've made changes in order to prevent what happened with Taylor Swift from happening again. I don't know. I'm just really interested to see how it goes down. Personally, I don't think Ticketmaster has fixed anything and I think it's going to be horrible again. I think Beyonce probably has just as much fans as Taylor Swift or just as many people trying to buy tickets. I think it's going to be hot mess, but we will see. Another thing that is pretty cool is that Missy Elliott it has been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she's apparently the first female hip-hop artist to be nominated, um, and the induction ceremony is to come, but it's really exciting, and she seems to be really excited about it and really honored, and I just love that for her. She's an icon, of course. And then, lastly for music news... Lizzo released a new music video for her song Special. It's so cute. I highly recommend y'all go out and watch it. I just watched it before I started recording. It's so cute. It's got like a little like 
superhero theme and like there's a little girl who like really looks up to her it's it's so cute like I loved it um and it was like an ode to my pop culture class because every day we start the class by watching a music video and talking about it and it's just so fun for me I love it like literally the last class we watched all too well 10 minute version short film <laughs> like are you serious my male teacher put that on it was amazing but anyway we didn't have class today so no music video was provided to me today so I watched Lizzo's music video and it was so cute and I highly recommend y'all go watch it if you want to lighten your day a little bit I think you would enjoy it and the song is so good too so love it lastly you know we got to talk about books so let's just jump right in obviously I'm a, I'm a disappointment once again. I have not finished Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner yet, but I have read a little bit more and I'm really I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a really great book and it's gotten pretty emotional and I think the worst is yet to come. So yikes. I think it's really about to crush me, so who knows what I'll have to say in the future. But it's really good and it's really interesting in the sense that it has these detailed descriptions of food that I never really would have expected before in another book. And it reminds me of this class I had to take one time that was like about food and poetry and stuff. And I just think anyone who likes the poem The Orange would enjoy this book. So if that resonates with you, give Crying in H more a go. <laughs> But since I don't have that many updates to talk about with books, I wanted to go ahead and talk about my Book of the Month subscription. So I received six months of Book of the Month for Christmas for my mom. And if you don't know what Book of the Month is, they pick out like five or six, I want to say, books every month of different genres. And you pick one and it's shipped right to your house. And there's a lot of things you can like do on the app and stuff like rate it and like or what other people have said, or read summaries, and all this kind of stuff of the books, and then it, you know, keeps the log of the ones you've picked, and I'm on my second month of book of the month. I haven't had a chance to read my book from last month, because I actually haven't got it yet. It's at my parents' house, but I wanted to tell y'all about the books that I got, and the ones I'm gonna read in case you want to get them too, and read with me. It'll be like a little book club, <laughs> But, I mean, obviously I'm not reading them yet, but I hope to read them in the future. Um, after I finish Crying in H-Mart, I am going to go back to the It Girl and finish it. And then I'll be jumping into these books. So, the first one that I got was a romance. And it was called The Reunion by Kayla Olson. And I just jotted down the little summary um, that they put. And it says, or they call them quick takes. So, it's just like a little sentence that describes the book. So it says, they might not have got a Hollywood ending the first time around, but a revived show might just give love a fighting chance. So it's like this girl in the sky who were like child stars, like child actors together. And like maybe there was a spark there, but like it didn't work out. They didn't fall in love. But then their like show is getting like a reboot or something, or they're in some kind of new show together. And I'm sure they're going to fall in love and it's going to be amazing. And, like, it's giving childhood friends to lovers, which is, like, my favorite romance trope. Like, best friends to lovers, childhood friends to lovers. Like, that is what I want. 
And so I really think I'll enjoy this book. And obviously it's about Hollywood and actors. And so like I'm sure I'll enjoy that aspect of it too. So I'm really looking forward to reading that. And that was my January book. And my February book that I just selected today is called Someone Else's Shoes by Jojo Moyes. I think that's how you say her name. Um, and the description for that book is an accidental gem bag swap jolts two women whose lives are on the rocks into realizing it's time to seize their fates. And this book just sounded so good to me because I'm sure there's going to be some like really good themes of friendship. It's just a contemporary fiction novel and I just think it's going to have great commentary about, you know, being a woman, making friends, living your life. Like I just think it's going to be really good and a type of book that I would enjoy, and I'm really looking forward to that, and also the reunion. I think they are both going to be really good, so if you decide to check those books out, or you've already read them, let me know what you thought, or let me know that you're getting them, and as you know, after the books, that's about it for this week's podcast. Um, Thank you so much for being here. I hope you really enjoyed this week's episode and I'm so glad you decided to stick around. I hope you have a great week until the next time you're here and I can't wait to catch up next time. Talk soon.